Let's talk about Utah State taking on Alabama. Every college football game, we're going to break it down now. Official plays, leans, everything that we got is coming right to your kitchen. Let's start with Alabama. That's your squad, PJ. Alabama football taking on Utah State. They are a small, small favorite. Huh. Four point favorite. Oh, no, no, no. That's a carry, though. 41 and a half point favorites are the Alabama. <laughs> 41 and a half? I thought it was 39 and a half. 41 and a half. Okay, they're favorites. The total in the game is 62 and a half. Minus 100,000 to back Alabama on the money line. No typo there. That's a fact. PJ, or 10,000, excuse me. PJ, what are you doing in Utah State, Bama? Q, if I had a play, I'm probably going to take Utah State plus 41 and a half. Are you really? Yeah. It's a lot of points. This team was down 14 nothing to UConn last week, PJ. Well, we both know I love Louisiana Monroe against Texas because Texas is going to be looking ahead to Bama. So don't you think Bama's going to be looking ahead to Utah State a little bit? Don't you think maybe Bryce Young will play two and a half, three quarters, and he comes out? Look, I know how Saban operates things. When games get ugly in the fourth quarter, he loves to just run the ball, chew clock. He's not going to want to run it up. He's not going to want any of his players to get any targeting calls for the Texas game. He doesn't want any injuries. Now, what's interesting about Bama is that their last four games as a favorite of at least 35 points against non-conference opponents they have covered. Okay. Did you get all that? And can you write it back for me one more time? The last four 40, games okay. against non-conference opponents okay. as 35-point favorites or more, okay. they've covered okay. their last four. All right, I got all that. right? so yeah. we're in that spot today. Utah State, non-conference opponent, or tomorrow, I should say, mm-hmm. and they're favored by at least 35 points. And they're usually so good in week one under Saban because, as we know, Quentin, there's no preseason in college football. And they have the best coach that ever lived. Yes. So there's a reason why they're so good in week one, why they've never lost a week one game under Nick Saban. It's because they're better coached than anybody in the country. Yes. They're so disciplined. They're so fundamentally sound that when they get out there, they practice how they play so they don't need a preseason. And all these other teams are trying. They're making mistakes. They're out here, you know, acting like they're back in spring brawl or something like that. So. It is a big number. It's a lot of points. Texas is next week. I would take Utah State. I think maybe it's a backdoor cover. It very well could be 48-7, to and that half could be, could be your friend. But I would probably lean towards Utah State. PJ, I'm, I'm with you with the full game spread. I would lean Utah State. We, lo- we know that these big spreads just leave the back door wide open. Alabama, does, like you said, might not care enough to close the back door for us gamblers out there that want to take a 41 and a half. You look at uh, Alabama, though, opening games, uh, 12 and 2 against the spread, but an average margin of victory of 29.1 during the Saban era. Now, that's not 41 points or anything close to that, but just some some numbers and stats that make you go, hmm, this Huskies team also, or Aggies team, excuse me, they trailed 14 nothing to UConn last week. They let UConn run all over them. If you can't stop the run against Alabama, why are you even showing up to the game? You might as well tell your family to go ahead and cancel all those reservations for those hotels and just go ahead and book the next week at home against like Randolph Macon College. Because if you can't stop the run against Bama, it's going to be a long and painful and brutal day. Sure will be. So with that being the case, I'm going to cut this thing in half. Give me the first half okay. with Alabama. 27 okay. and a half points, minus 110. Yeah. Come out there, handle business early, be professionals about this, just smack Utah State in the mouth, and the rest of starters in the second half, I think they could be up 28 nothing, 38 nothing, 34 nothing in the first half. So give me Bama in the first half, 27 and a half right now at BetMGM uh, to cover that spread as a favorite. Let's move on to another game. We got a five against a two. Notre Dame 
taking on Ohio State. Ohio State's a 16-point favorite in this one. Total is 59.5. We've talked about this game like a billion times this week, so let's keep this brief. PJ, what are we doing in Notre Dame, OSU, Buckeyes? Quentin, what's fascinating about this game, it was 17, 17 and a half for a long time, but now it's at 16. So mm-hmm. it is it is dipping in favor of Notre Dame. I took Notre Dame at plus 17 and a half. Plus 16 now makes you kind of think a little bit. I liked it at that 17, but now that it's dipping, I probably would still take the Irish, but I don't love it as much. Obviously, Ohio State's offense is ridiculous. I mean, we know that Stroud might be the best quarterback in the country. Jackson Smith Najigba's the best receiver. Travion Henderson might be the best running back. So, quarterback, running back, receiver—they're unbelievable. And under Ryan Day, Quentin, in five years, Ohio State has lost two regular season games in yeah. five years. Yeah. They're thirty-two and two under Day. That's good, right? They're eighteen and one at home. That's pretty good. Their only loss was last year to Oregon. They're twelve and two in regular season games against top twenty-five teams. And on the flip side, Notre Dame is zero and ten against top 10 opponents on the road in their Mm. last 10 road games against Mm -hmm. top 10 teams. So the stats are telling you Ohio State and to take them, but I think Notre Dame's got something up their sleeve. I like the Irish to keep it close. I I would love to to back you with the Irish and think they have something up their sleeve. I like the coaching staff and the changes that they have made. I like the players that they've got to come over there through the transfer portal. But I'll say this, Ohio State has C.J. Stroud, and that is enough for me. That offense is going to be so high-powered that it's going to make your freaking head spin. I love Ohio State. I'll take the points. Keep betting this on Notre Dame side so I can get a better number. I like the 16 even more. Give me Ohio State and the points. Look at the other side. You got Tyler Buckner starting for quarterback for Notre Dame. Uh, How many passes has he thrown in his collegiate career? Anybody know? Anybody want to take a chance? Anybody? Okay, I got it. Uh, It says right here, 35. You want to know how many passes I've thrown in my collegiate career? Okay, well, it's not 35. But it's it's not a lot. Okay. Like two, and it was like muff punts, you know, the ugly stuff. But still, not a bunch. But that's close to who's going to start against Ohio State this weekend. And uh, PJ, where are they playing? They're playing in Columbus. They're playing in Ohio State. Yes, you can't have a quarterback that has only thrown 35 passes in his career walk into Ohio State and cover the spread with the first year. Oh, no. Well, remember, Buckeyes by a billion. Marcus Freeman, the head coach for Notre Dame, played at Ohio State. Yeah, that's even more pressure on him. I don't think he's going to go in there hugging all these alumni. He's out drinking with the buzz tonight. They're having a whole great time. Oh, remember back in the day when we used to take creatine before going out there and playing against Michigan? They're all everybody's yucking it up. Ohio State by a trillion points. Next question: (laughs) Oregon takes on Georgia. Eleven taking on the three. All right, now in this game, I'm laying the big number. Give me Oregon. Oh, yeah, Quinn. We talked about this game. Whoa, whoa, whoa. You're laying the big number with the dog? No, 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 no. You said give me Oregon. I'm laying the big number with With Georgia. Georgia. Okay, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Minus 17 and a half. Now, unlike Notre Dame, unlike uh, the Notre Dame game, this game is actually flipped where Georgia, money's starting to come in on Georgia at minus 17 and a half. And I think that's the right side, Q. We talked about this yesterday. When... Kirby Smart was with Nick Saban at Alabama. He's been the only assistant to really give Saban problems. Jimbo did beat him last year, but in Saban's career, he has dominated his assistants. Mm-hmm. Now that Kirby Smart has been at Georgia, he's won a natty. He started to really establish his program. He's the wise guy now. I think that now that as his assistants start to branch out and get new jobs, he's going to dominate them. Yeah. Dan Lanning, the head coach at Oregon in his first game, is going up against his former boss, and I don't think it's going to be a good one for him. Bo Nix is his new quarterback at Auburn, uh, who's coming over from Auburn. 
And he's faced Georgia a couple times, didn't have much success against them. Georgia is playing this game in Atlanta, so it's practically a home game for them. They're the defending national champions. I think they're going to come out and make a statement. Give me Uga tomorrow night, minus 17.5 Q. I normally don't like laying big numbers, but I think tomorrow it's warranted. I don't see how Oregon scores more than 10 points. I really don't. Yeah. And I think Georgia can crack the high 20s or get into the 30s, and I think they're going to cover. I think that Oregon defense is going to get just manhandled by the Bulldogs on uh, Saturday. So I'm all in. I'm laying the points, too. Give me Georgia, and I'm with you, too. Dan Lanning, hey, congratulations. We love the job that you did on that Georgia team. You turned that defense into a stud unit. However, it is time for you to face the facts that as a head coach, you going up against your former team week one, you are about to get slapped. Mm. It's over. The Bulldogs did lose a lot of talent, though. Uh, man, last from last year's team, they lost eight players to the NFL, including five defenders drafted in the first round. So we know Georgia, though. They always restock the shelves. They should have no problem doing that. Before we go to the break, one little last game, Utah taking on Florida. Utah, Florida, PJ. How are you feeling about that one? Well, Utah last year was, had an unbelievable season. They won the Pac-12. They made it to the Rose Bowl for their first time in school history. On the other side, Florida, 3-10 and against the spread last year. Quinton, I just worry that every year in college football, there's a team who comes in who's not a traditional power, who is a team like Utah who isn't in this position much, where they have a ton of preseason expectations, and they have a game early on in the season where everybody's taking them. And I just worry that they're going into the swamp against Florida. They're playing Anthony Richardson, who's as talented as any quarterback in the country. I just worry, man. I think that the fact, too, that that spread is at two and a half, where they're just daring you to take the field goal. They're daring you to take Utah to win this thing 27-24, 26-23. And I would just, I would be careful. I would mm-hmm. be careful. I've watched a lot of games at the Swamp. That is as tough as it gets in college football. Florida's going to be revved up. They're going to be ready to go. And the pressure that Utah has on them in this game with virtually the entire Pac-12 on their shoulders, Mm -hmm. I can't take Utah in this game, Q. It's Florida or pass for me. I would like Florida a lot better at plus three. I don't know if I could take them at plus two and a half, but I think Florida's the right side, so it would either be them or, or no bet for me. PJ, I have felt a lean to Utah all week long. But starting Wednesday when you came into the studio, you have slowly but surely talked me off of this stance with Utah. It is tough to go to Florida week it's one. Tough, man. It's tough to go to Florida in general, but week one, <laughs> after an offseason where, hey, we don't know if all these guys on Utah's roster were committed to the offseason program. These guys got to play themselves in shape too. And they're not warming up and practicing for the season in Florida, heat and humidity. They're in Utah, the land of Kyle Kuzma. That being the case, I don't think they are ready for Florida heat this Saturday. It's going to be tough. I'm almost looking at the under 51 and a half points. I think it's going to be like an ugly, nasty game. I think it's going to be nasty. I'm leaning the under 51 and a half. And, and you look at the side. Remember Utah last year? They started off one and two. Mm, a slow start to the season. Did. And uh, they started to turn things around. They won nine of their next 10 games. And then you look at how they ended the year. They blew a 14-point first half lead in the Rose Bowl to Ohio State. So, I mean, if you're looking for a slow start formula, it'd be that. Quinn Mayo, P.J. Glasser, we leave on that note. And when we come back, more college football with Colorado State Michigan next. Let's turn our attention back to the games tomorrow. And let's keep it and pick it up, rather, and stay with Colorado. Colorado State 
on the road, taking on the number eight team in the nation, Michigan, the Wolverines, the Jumpmans. Tomorrow, Michigan, big favorites in this spot. PJ, Michigan, Colorado State, how are you feeling about this game? Well, Q, Colorado State last year, they were a three and three football team, and then they lost their final six games. Yeah. They went three and nine to finish stuff. the year. So they were happy that that season ended last year. But in that season, they did play Iowa, obviously another Big Ten team. They lost 24-14. to 14. Mm-hmm. Iowa is built similarly to Michigan in the way that they want to run the ball, play good defense. So I like the fact that Colorado State has seen a kind of Big Ten team that wants to play similar kind of ball. So I think that works in their advantage. However, we talked about yesterday how ridiculously easy Michigan's non-conference schedule is, right? Colorado State, Hawaii, UConn. I mean, it's a joke. So there's really no look-ahead spots for Michigan. And with both of these quarterbacks, J.J. McCarthy for Michigan and Cade, um, I can't remember, Cade McNamara, there you mm-hmm. go, who's Cade starting McNamara. tomorrow. Yep. Both of these guys are going to be trying to outduel the other. Yeah. So I think that they're going to put up a lot of points. If I had to play it, I kind of lay it with Michigan, even though it's a huge number. I think because you're getting both quarterbacks trying to impress Harbaugh, I think that's going to bring out the best in their offense. They're going to score a lot of points. PJ, I'm going to lay the points. I'm laying with the uh, Wolverines as well. Michigan, they're 6-1 and one against the spread. They were 6-1 and one against the spread at home last year they're nine and four against the spread over their last 13 home openers i think they cover again on saturday you took the words right out of my mouth this offense is stacked this year for the wolverines still especially that offensive line blake Corum is going to handle a bulk of the rushing duties as well you got donovan edwards as well in the supporting role at running back Corum had 952 yards last year 11 tutties edwards had 174 yards with three trips to the end zone as well and you look at their uh their run defense uh or their their defense rather return or returns four starters. They're going to miss Aiden Hutchinson. That's what concerns oh, yeah. me. How's that defensive line going to look now without Aiden Hutchinson there? But still, I think they have a bunch of returning talent. Like you said, I think they're going to impress. And you look at the other side. The Rams have a bunch of new faces, a bunch of new transfers. So I will lay the points with the Wolverines. Uh, moving on, UTEP, Oklahoma, number nine. Going up against an unranked Oklahoma. We just talked about the Sooners yesterday, I feel like. We definitely did talk about them yesterday. We sure did. What are you doing in UTEP, Oklahoma, PJ, if anything? Or any lean? Well, Oklahoma last year, they laid a big monster number against Tulane. Only won that game by five points. But you got to remember, Brent Venables takes over. Brand new head coach. Coaching in his first game. Coming over for Clemson. New quarterback, Dylan Gabriel. This is a tough one, Q. UTEP played last week against North Texas. Won that game. I just I don't know how to feel about this because there's so many new faces in Oklahoma. Obviously, the new coach, as I just mentioned. So Oklahoma is a wait and see kind of team for me. Mm-hmm. I want to watch them play a couple weeks before I decide what I want to do with them. So because of that, I'm going to pass and not touch this one. Yeah, I'm staying away as well. I was maybe looking at the over in the game, but I decided against that too. It's sitting at 56 and a half. I'll just watch as a fan. Let's talk about the Bears. We talked about Baylor yesterday, too. Yeah. Baylor, the 10th team in the nation, taking on Albany. What are we doing in Baylor, Albany, if anything? If anything, I think you got to take the under. I don't think Albany scores, honestly, more than three points. Maybe they score seven. They're not getting a double digits. No Baylor's shot. defense is nasty. Albany's got no shot. So I think the under is the play. And Baylor's offense isn't crazy explosive. So they're not going to be like a Tennessee team that's going to drop 60 on you. They'll probably score in the high 30s. Albany will score like seven points. And I think the under is the way to go in that game. I love the under in this game, PJ. Uh, Man, I would would probably lay the points if I had to pick a side with Baylor, of course. Just too big, just too strong. Uh, Really good 
uh, football team. And we all know that. Let's look to the games of tomorrow. And I'll start at this one because we forgot about it in hour two. NC State on the road taking on East Carolina. Carolina also pretty big. PJ, NC State on the road. Really good team last year. A lot of people are buying into the NC State hype. I am. Shout out to my guy, Jordan Houston over there playing running back for NC State. We love what we see. Keep going, my brother. What are you doing in this game tomorrow? Plays on the side or total? Q, I like East Carolina tomorrow. Plus 11 and a half. I also think this could be a little money line sprinkle as well. I love the coach for East Carolina, Mike Houston. He was a James Madison, turned them into an FCS powerhouse. Mm-hmm. He's done really good things at East Carolina. They made a bowl game last season. And whenever you get a game like this, two teams in like the same state, the Carolinas, big brother versus little brother, I tend to love back in the underdog. Yeah. And like you said, NC State, they have a lot of hype surrounding their team right now. A lot of people are expecting them to be players in the ACC, maybe even win the ACC this season. Trap game, Q. They better be careful, man. East Carolina can play. I like them plus 11 and a half tomorrow. PJ, I might, I might go big dog. I might go big dog tomorrow. Money line? I might go East Carolina plus 325. Is that a little too aggressive no. walking out the door? Q, it's college football. It's college man. football. Week, week one. This is when one. to get it. The lines we're we're guessing. It's week one. It's projections. It's what projections. these teams are going to look like. All these lines are just based off of what people think right. these teams and are remember, going to look like. All these teams are winning on the money line. We're do a big upset. It's coming. Somebody got to find out what one it is. And I think this is a prime spot for like one. You it. look at NC State. They're one of the most least efficient. Excuse me teams in the ACC on offense a year ago efficiency rating a stat that measures the success of plays it was 40% last year you also look they're a double digit favorite week one in this game against East Carolina that's really capable I don't know if I trust NC State like that the offense is going to have to go up against the ECU defense that was already good last year they should be much improved this year they held opponents to less than a touchdown just over 75% of the time ECU, the Pirates did. Uh, that was second in the AAC. That was 33rd in the country. Pirates also, most of their defense does return. All AAC cornerback Jaquan McMillan is going to be there. The rest of that secondary, 15 passes intercepted throughout the rest of that secondary. There's some ball hawks. The line is good as well. ECU should be good enough at stopping or at least slowing down NC State's offense. I just want to know what the Pirates' offense looks like themselves. Do they run the ball? Can they run the ball? The defense uh, of NC State was pretty solid last year. Rash of injuries, of course, come through and kind of knock down some of their projection. But I think East Carolina is live uh, tomorrow. I really, really do. NC State hasn't won a game in Greenville since 2007. And now you get East Carolina, a team that's really good, a lot of talented players, one of the more talented teams in a very long time. I think the Pirates can really come in to week one totally with of the on season this. and pull off an upset. So plus 350. I'm I putting like my that. money yes. on a big dog. I, I love like NC State. Shout out to my guy, Jordan Houston. But give me East Carolina tomorrow, plus 325 on the money line. But also love the ATS spread yep. that you have going on. Let's go through the rest of these. Bethune-Cookman taking on Miami, PJ. Anything or any thoughts about Miami Nothing yet, Q. We have a new head coach, Mario Cristobal, making his debut in Miami. So I just want to see what they look like. I'm excited to watch their quarterback, Tyler Van Dyke. He could be a really good player this season. No bet for me on Miami Bethune-Cookman. Just want to sit back and watch the Canes. Okay. Uh, The line in that game, PJ, do you have it up? You know, I don't know if it's up yet because it'll probably drop tomorrow morning because Bethune-Cookman's an FCS team. Mm. So I don't think they have it quite yet. But it's going to be a big number with Miami, probably in the 40s or something like that. Not up quite yet, but we will give that. Or you actually, you're going to have to figure it out for yourself. Uh, Wisconsin taking on Illinois State. 
PJ. The spread, I don't see it either. But Wisconsin-Illinois State, thoughts? Yeah, another one of those games, FBS versus FCS teams. Um, I like the under cue. Wisconsin, Jim Leonard, ever since he's been there as defensive coordinator, their defense has been one of the best in the country. Illinois State's going to be lucky to score a touchdown against Wisconsin tomorrow. So I like the under in this game, whatever it's at. It's probably going to be in the mid-40s, somewhere yeah. around there. So I like the under. Let's move to this ranked matchup. There's definitely a line Ooh, what uh, a game. for this one. Tomorrow, 3.30 p.m. Eastern. Arkansas, three, or excuse me, six and a half point favorites against Cincinnati. Total is 53 and a half. PJ, you're shuffling through your bet slips. You got an official play well, on this one? Well, you know, I'm just getting a bet ready. It's not this one. I can't wait to watch this game, but it's a pass for me. Cincinnati, I want to see if they're the real deal. If Luke Fickle's built something there in Cincinnati, if they're a team that's going to be consistently great. Arkansas, man, I think they could be the third best team in the SEC this year. K.J. Jefferson comes back at quarterback. Sam Pittman's got an experienced team. They play good defense. They're hard-nosed. It's going to be a fantastic football game. I can't wait to watch it, but I don't want to bet it. I like Arkansas to cover tomorrow, um, six and a half. Maybe see how they look early, but Arkansas, their offensive line, they have 101 career starts up front. They return for their offensive linemen. And that's just ridiculous. 101 career starts. They run a ton of, of we know that how much they run. They rush for more yards per game than they passed last year. So give me a great Razorbacks offense that returns a ton of offensive linemen as well as a quarterback that's very mature. Cincinnati on the other side, they had to replace their two defensive linemen and their top three tacklers. So that defense is can't be sleeping against Arkansas tomorrow as a favorite. So give me Arkansas uh, in that one. We'll be back. With some plays tomorrow, Buffalo, Maryland gets the action started at 12 o'clock. Game of the week, some people are calling Yeah, we got that Miami, Ohio, Kentucky game, Quentin. That is an official play as well. We're going with the Red Hawks. Mm. Our guy, Mike Morgan, who we talked to yesterday, he's calling this game. But there's been a big line movement. Kentucky was favored by 20. Now it's all the way down to, let's see what the live updated line on this game was. Because it was 15 when I bet it this week at... uh, or a few hours ago at BetMGM now. It's, it's 15 and 15 a half. 15 and a half. Mm-hmm. So I like Miami of Ohio, Quinn. I think that line movement, look at how the MAC has been playing these Power 5 teams. We had Central Michigan cover yesterday against Oklahoma State. Western Michigan, I mean, they really should have covered. This was a close game in the fourth quarter. The score won't indicate that, but they gave Michigan State a battle. So I think Miami of Ohio is going to battle tomorrow. You talked about Blaine Gabbert's younger brother, Brett, is the quarterback for Miami of Ohio. Will Levis for Kentucky. Kentucky tends to struggle a little bit early in these game week one games over the last couple of years. So I know we like the East Carolina live dog upset. This mm-hmm. could possibly be another one at a plus 500. Mm. Might take a little stab at it, but I do like them plus 15 and a half. PJ giving out a five to one on a yeah. Saturday morning. That would be actually it's a Saturday evening. That game tomorrow at seven o'clock PM Eastern. While we're talking about Miami, Ohio and Kentucky. Let's talk about your favorite plays, PJ, in college football in general. What do you have for this weekend? What are the ones that you've circled that you've already placed uh, outside or even including the the best that you have in your hand right now? Well, you know I love Louisiana Monroe plus 37.5 against Texas. Texas has Bama next week, so I'm expecting a little look ahead there. Utah State, Quinton, remember, they just played Bama. They had UConn in their look-ahead spot. They were Mm -hmm. down 14-0 in the first quarter. Mm -hmm. So the Bama look-ahead's real. So I like the Warhawks tomorrow. Also, some games that really intrigue me. Louisville minus four and a half at Syracuse. Both of these teams feel like they could have some surprise seasons in the ACC this year, that they could make some bowl games. And this is the kind of game that you have to win. 
Louisville has dominated Syracuse the last two years, but Syracuse should have a much better team this season, so I'm expecting a close game in the Carrier Dome tomorrow. That game intrigues me. This UNC-Appalachian State game tomorrow at noon, we talked about the East Carolina-NC State kind of big brother, little brother in the state. This is another one in the state of Carolina, UNC and App State. And UNC was actually favored by two and a half, three points. Now App State has swung all the way over, and they're favored by one and a half. This is a stay away for me, Quinn. It's a tricky, tricky spot. What's fascinating about these teams, UNC last year, they were 0-4 in true road games, and App State was 7-0 at home last season. So Hmm. UNC was terrible on the road. App State was great at home. I think that's why the line has swung to App State. That's a stay away from me. Do you have any thoughts on that game? I just kind of want to watch it because I think it'll be a great game. PJ, it's definitely a stay away from me. I can't believe you even decided to dive into that one. That's a stay away from me. Yeah, I have just no lean in that one. Fascinates me. Another game that's fascinating Army and Coastal Carolina. Can't wait for this game. Coastal Carolina, they have the two time Sun Belt Conference Player of the Year and the most efficient passer in college football last year, Grayson McCall. They went 11-2 and two last season. They averaged 41 points a game. And then you have Army, who f- went 9-4 and four last season. But I love when Army plays teams like this, when you have a coastal team that scores 40 points a game, that wants to go up-tempo and just burn your defense mm-hmm. out. And we know Army on the other side. They want to go on 9-10, 11-minute drives. They want to keep your offense tick, on the sideline. So tick, it's tick. a total clash of styles between these two teams, which always, to me, makes some of the best matchups are, yeah. are when you get total, complete opposite offenses. I, I love that game tomorrow. I kind of lean Army plus two. Whenever a home team is laying like minus one and a half, minus two at home, I tend to ride with the underdog. So I kind of like Army tomorrow in that game. There's almost another pick in Illinois. Yeah, I'm watching yeah, that man. too. <laughs> Then another game cue with a short home favorite, Oregon State and Boise State. Tenth time, tenth, uh, just the tenth meeting between these teams all time. Last time these two teams met was 2016. You have two really good defensive teams, Boise State and Oregon State. I like what Jonathan Smith is building at Oregon State. They made a bowl last year for the first time since 2013. On the flip side, Boise State, they went 7-5 and five last year. That was their fewest wins since 1998. Jesus. I like this Oregon State team. I think the fact you're getting them under a field goal is good value. So I kind of lean with the Beavers tomorrow, minus mm-hmm. two and a half. And then the final game that I'll throw at you, Quentin, before you say, before you give out any games that might interest you, I love UTSA tomorrow, plus four against Houston. Both of these teams were 12 and 2 last season. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a great game and they return a lot of firepower. Houston brings back Clayton Tune and Nathaniel Tank Dell is what they call him. They call him Tank. What's his name? They Tank call Adela? him They call him Tank. His name is Nathaniel Dell, but his nickname's Tank. Oh, okay. He's the receiver for Houston, electrifying player. He's great. Can't wait to watch him. And then UTSA, their quarterback running back combo of Frank Harris and Sincere McCormick, special. Those two guys, really good. Houston, 8-6 and six against the spread last year. UTSA was 9-5, and five, so they both tend to cover the number. Give me UTSA, though, plus four at home. The Roadrunners, meet me. I think they're, <laughs> they're going to... That, and that's a live dog, too, as well, Q. I'd look for them maybe to pull the outright upset as well. So my favorite plays, Quentin, if you had to make me pick three games for tomorrow that I like the best, it would be Louisiana Monroe plus 37 and a half, mm-hmm. UTSA plus four, okay. 
and Miami of Ohio plus 15 and a half against Kentucky. PJ, I like all your plays, and I love the confidence that you have when you give your yes. plays out, PJ. Really, really good breakdown. I got a few plays of my own that I'll give out quickly uh, before we head into the final segment of the evening. I'm looking at tomorrow, of course, right off the top. I know some people are going to want to bet uh, shamelessly uh, off the top. Noon time. Buffalo taking on Maryland. Maryland at home. I'm My heart is with the Terps. You guys know this. So with that being the case, I think we can get Maryland as a 13 and a half. Now it's a 14 and a half point favorite in the first half. I think you do so. I think this Maryland offense is going to be prolific like it was last year before the injuries hit. This is one of the best offenses in the country, and they're all healthy. That's what that's what matters the most. That that wide receiver core is really, really good. I think they come out and put together a ton of productive drives against Buffalo and set and just set the, the end zone on fire early. Um, so I like uh, Maryland in the first half tomorrow. Uh, 13 and a half. I even take the 14 and a half. I like the over in the full game as well. 64 and a half. I know it's a big number, but Maryland is the real deal. Rakeem Jarrett as well. Uh, 829 yards and five touchdowns last year. Buffalo's defense, they got, they got diced up. Uh, they're the type of defense that uh, baby Tua dices up and it diced up all last year. So I like the over in the first half play with my Terps moving on. Scrolling through the board here because I got these in a bunch of different places. I already gave out the big dog tomorrow for me at 12. East Carolina, ECU taking down NC State plus 325. I just think NC State is a little overvalued taking on ECU tomorrow. ECU's defense is really legit. Offensively, they're going to have some issues, I think, uh, that could that could make or break a, a money line play with a big dog like them. Mm-hmm. But NC State has lost some talent and some experience defensively. So I'll lean East Carolina for my big dog tomorrow. Uh, I, everybody's been doing this. I'm doing it as well. Georgia 16 and a half as a favorite tomorrow. I'm laying the points with Georgia. I'm sorry. Are you on Oregon tomorrow, PJ? Georgia. No, we're with Georgia. I was on Notre Dame against Ohio Notre State. Notre Dame, that's what mm-hmm. it was. We love Georgia 16 and a half. I would play that. Arkansas as well against Cincinnati. I want to take Arkansas as a touchdown favorite or under a touchdown six and a half. I also like a slight lean to the over 53 and a half points. I think that Arkansas offense is going to have a good day tomorrow against Cincinnati, who only returns two starters on the defensive line. Um, Some other games that interest me, some of my favorites that are official plays. um, Where was it? Florida, Utah, no play in Florida, Utah officially uh, for me. Ohio State, oh, Alabama first half. Uh, against Utah State tomorrow. We're not going to do the full game 41 and a half with Alabama. Utah State, I know they suck. They were down 14 nothing to UConn uh, in their first game of the season. I know they're bad, but 41 and a half is a ton of points. Uh, typically, Alabama in the Saban era, they have won home openers by an average of 29 and a half points. Uh, that's just too many points, 41 for me for a game. So give me first half, 27 and a half with Alabama as a favorite. That's a quick waste. For my guy Bryce Young and the and the squad to get the job done early. And then I think that is officially my last play. I wanted to take something in Florida State LSU. I'm still a little on the fence there. I lean LSU, but it's still the first opportunity for them to roll out everything that they have. Florida State has a little confidence in this one, uh, especially after starting week zero, one and oh. So they're they're not gonna they're not gonna be ducking the smoke that is LSU. They kind of have a home game. So I will lean LSU. Uh, probably not the three. It would be a money line play for me, minus 165. But if someone said they wanted to go plus 135 with the Seminoles, I wouldn't uh, I wouldn't hate that play either. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that LSU-Florida State game. Both of those teams, proud programs, looking to get back to prominence, right? LSU's won a national title a couple of years ago. Florida State won one with Jameis. Mm-hmm. So that'll be a fun game. We'll be back 
with some plays tomorrow. Buffalo, Maryland gets the action started at 12 o'clock. Game of the week. Some yeah, people are we it. got that Miami, Ohio, Kentucky game, Quentin. That is an official play as well. We're going with the Red Hawks. Mm. Our guy, Mike Morgan, who we talked to yesterday, he's calling this game. But there's been a big line movement. Kentucky was favored by 20. Now it's all the way down to, let's see what the live updated line on this game was. Because it was 15 when I bet it this week at, uh, or a few hours ago at BetMGM. Now it's, it's 15 and 15 a half. And a half. Mm-hmm. So I like Miami of Ohio, Quinn. I think that line movement, look at how the MAC has been playing these Power 5 teams. We had Central Michigan cover yesterday against Oklahoma State. Western Michigan, I mean, they really should have covered. This was a close game in the fourth quarter. The score won't indicate that. But they gave Michigan State a battle. So I think Miami of Ohio is going to battle tomorrow. You talked about Blaine Gabbert's younger brother, Brett, is the quarterback for Miami of Ohio. Will Levis for Kentucky. Kentucky tends to struggle a little bit early in these game week one games over the last couple of years. So I know we like the East Carolina live dog upset. This mm-hmm. could possibly be another one at a plus 500. Mm. Might take a little stab at it, but I do like them plus 15 and a half. PJ giving out a five to one on a yeah Saturday morning. That would be actually it's a Saturday evening. That game tomorrow at seven o'clock p.m. Eastern. While we're talking about Miami, Ohio, and Kentucky, let's talk about your favorite plays, PJ, in college football in general. What do you have for this weekend? What are the ones that you've circled that you've already placed uh, outside, or even including the the best that you have in your hand right now? Well, you know I love Louisiana Monroe plus thirty seven and a half against Texas. Texas has Bama next week, so I'm expecting a little look ahead there. Utah State, Quinton, remember, they just played Bama. They had UConn in their look-ahead spot. They were mm-hmm. down 14-0 in the first quarter. Mm-hmm. So the Bama look-ahead's real. So I like the Warhawks tomorrow. Also, some games that really intrigue me. Louisville minus 4.5 at Syracuse. Both of these teams feel like they could have some surprise seasons in the ACC this year, yeah. that they could make some bowl games. And this is the kind of game that you have to win. Louisville has dominated Syracuse the last two years. But Syracuse should have a much better team this season, so I'm expecting a close game in the Carrier Dome tomorrow. That game intrigues me. This UNC-Appalachian State game tomorrow at noon, we talked about the East Carolina-NC State, kind of big brother, little brother in the state. This is another one in the state of Carolina, UNC and App State. And UNC was actually favored by two and a half, three points. Now App State has swung all the way over, and they're favored by one and a half. This is a stay away for me, Quinn. It's a tricky, tricky spot. What's fascinating about these teams, UNC last year, they were 0-4 in true road games, and App State was 7-0 at home last season. So Hmm. UNC was terrible on the road. App State was great at home. I think that's why the line has swung to App State. That's a stay away from me. Do you have any thoughts on that game? I just kind of want to watch it because I think it'll be a great game. PJ, it's definitely a stay away from me. I can't believe you even decided to dive into that one. That's a stay away from me. Yeah, I have just no lean in that one. Fascinates me. Another game that's fascinating Army and Coastal Carolina. Can't wait for this game. Coastal Carolina, they have the two time Sunbelt Conference Player of the Year and the most efficient passer in college football last year, Grayson McCall. They went 11-2 and two last season. They averaged 41 points a game. And then you have Army, who f- went 9-4 and four last season. But I love when Army plays teams like this, when you have a coastal team that scores 40 points a game, that wants to go up-tempo, 
and just burn your defense mm-hmm. out. And we know Army on the other side. They want to go on 9, 10, 11-minute drives. They want to keep your offense tick, on the sideline. So tick, it's tick. a total clash of styles between these two teams, which always, to me, makes some of the best matchups are, yeah. are when you get total, complete opposite offenses. I, I love that game tomorrow. I kind of lean Army plus two. Whenever a home team is laying like minus one and a half, minus two at home, I tend to ride with the underdog. So I kind of like Army tomorrow in that game. There's almost another pick in Illinois. Yeah, I'm watching that too. (laughs) Then another game cue with a short home favorite, Oregon State and Boise State. Tenth time, tenth, uh, just the tenth meeting between these teams all time. Last time these two teams met was 2016. You have two really good defensive teams, Boise State and Oregon State. I like what Jonathan Smith is building at Oregon State. They made a bowl last year for the first time since 2013. On the flip side, Boise State, they went 7-5 and five last year. That was their fewest wins since 1998. Jesus. I like this Oregon State team. I think the fact you're getting them under a field goal is good value. So I kind of lean with the Beavers tomorrow, minus mm-hmm. two and a half. And then the final game that I'll throw at you, Quentin, before you say, before you give out any games that might interest you, I love UTSA tomorrow plus four against Houston. Both of these teams were 12 and two last season. Mm. It's going to be a great game, and they return a lot of firepower. Houston brings back Clayton Toon and Nathaniel Tank Dell, is what they call him. They call him Tank. What's his name? They Tank call Adela? him. They call him Tank. His name is Nathaniel Dell, but his nickname's Tank. Oh, okay. He's the receiver for Houston, electrifying player. He's great. Can't wait to watch him. And then UTSA, their quarterback-running-back combo of Frank Harris and Sincere McCormick, special. Those two guys, really good. Houston, 8-6 and against the spread last year. UTSA was 9-5, and so they both tend to cover the number. Give me UTSA, though, plus four at home. The Roadrunners, meet me. I think they're going to... And that's a live dog, too, as well, Q. I'd look for them maybe to pull the outright upset as well. So my favorite plays, Quentin, if you had to make me pick three games for tomorrow that I like the best, it would be Louisiana Monroe plus 37 and a half, mm-hmm. UTSA plus four, okay, and Miami of Ohio plus 15 and a half against Kentucky. PJ, I like all your plays and I love the confidence that you have when you give your yes. plays out, PJ. Really, really good breakdown. I got a few plays of my own that I'll give out quickly uh, before we head into the final segment of the evening. I'm looking at tomorrow, of course, right off the top. I know some people are going to want to bet uh, shamelessly uh, off the top noon time Buffalo taking on Maryland Maryland at home I'm my heart is with the Terps you guys know this so with that being the case I think we can get Maryland as a 13 and a half now it's a 14 and a half point favorite in the first half I think you do so I think this Maryland offense is going to be prolific like it was last year before the injuries hit this is one of the best offenses in the country and they're all healthy that's what that's what matters the most that that wide receiver core is really really good I think they come out and put together a ton of productive drives against Buffalo and set and just set the, the end zone on fire early. Um, so I like uh, Maryland in the first half tomorrow, uh, 13 and a half. I even take the 14 and a half. I like the over in the full game as well. 64 and a half. I know it's a big number, but Maryland is the real deal. Rakeem Jarrett as well. Uh, 829 yards and five touchdowns last year. Buffalo's defense, they got, they got diced up. Uh, they're the type of defense that uh, Baby Tua dices up and it diced up all last year. So I like the over in the first half play with my Terps. Moving on, scrolling through the board here because I got these in a bunch of different places. I already gave out the big dog tomorrow for me at 12. 
East Carolina, ECU taking down NC State plus 325. I just think NC State is a little overvalued taking on ECU tomorrow. ECU's defense is really legit. Offensively, they're going to have some issues, I think, uh, that could that could make or break a, a money line play with a big dog like them. Mm-hmm. But NC State has lost some talent and some experience defensively. So I'll lean East Carolina for my big dog tomorrow. Uh, I, everybody's been doing this. I'm doing it as well. Georgia 16 and a half as a favorite tomorrow. I'm laying the points with Georgia. I'm sorry. Are you on Oregon tomorrow, PJ? Georgia. No, we're with Georgia. I was on Notre Dame against Ohio Notre State. Notre Dame, that's what mm-hmm. it was. We love Georgia 16 and a half. I would play that. Arkansas as well against Cincinnati. I want to take Arkansas as a touchdown favorite or under a touchdown six and a half. I also like a slight lean to the over 53 and a half points. I think that Arkansas offense is going to have a good day tomorrow against Cincinnati, who only returns two starters on the defensive line. Um, Some other games that interest me, some of my favorites that are official plays. um, Where was it? Florida, Utah, no play in Florida, Utah officially uh, for me. Ohio State, oh, Alabama first half. Uh, against Utah State tomorrow. We're not going to do the full game 41 and a half with Alabama. Utah State, I know they suck. They were down 14 nothing to UConn uh, in their first game of the season. I know they're bad, but 41 and a half is a ton of points. Uh, typically, Alabama in the Saban era, they have won home openers by an average of 29 and a half points. Uh, that's just too many points, 41 for me for a game. So give me first half, 27 and a half with Alabama as a favorite. That's a quick waste for my guy Bryce Young and the and the squad to get the job done early. And then I think that is officially my last play. I wanted to take something in Florida State LSU. I'm still a little on the fence there. I lean LSU, but it's still the first opportunity for them to roll out everything that they have. Florida State has a little confidence in this one, uh, especially after starting week 0 1 and 0. So they they're not going to they're not going to be ducking the smoke that is LSU. They kind of have a home game. So I will lean LSU uh, probably not the three. It would be a money line play for me, minus one sixty five. But if someone said they wanted to go plus one thirty five with the Seminoles, I wouldn't. Uh, I wouldn't hate that play either. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that LSU Florida State game. Both of those teams, proud programs, looking to get back to prominence. Right? LSU's won a national title a couple of years ago. Florida State won one with Jameis. Mm-hmm. So that'll be a fun game. 